0: Appreciate it. I wish I can like go down the list of everybody who's like, hey, thanks for what you're doing. Um, you know, uh, um, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you know, sending ideas, say, asking about merch. Um, you know, all that. And and I also want to thank my team because I, I do have a team, and I'm just gonna go down the list really quick. Uh, Steve, uh, Adam, Julian, Joel Liz, Vera, um, You know. I, I can't really, like, I can't even do a lot of what, what I do without running it by the, these people because I really trust these people. I really love these people. And so they're a big part of it. Um, I'm going to jump right into it. Uh, I, I, I'm happy to be here. Uh, I was happy to be here where I'm at um, today, um, last weekend with my wife Angel. Um, and we're at Hello Stranger, and I'm talking to Angela Romero and for me that's a big deal
1: thank you yeah Hello. for me it's a
0: big deal uh and i'll and i'll tell you why for me it's a big deal because um you just you're doing so much like dope shit like i don't know you know what i mean i could i could be like la times to be like oh she's doing this she's doing that and stuff like in the article that came yeah. out recently but to me in, the, in a person of the community a person in low riding yeah. a person who grew up in the same kind of neighborhoods you did to to me, being at the age I am, it's like it's a big deal. It's a big deal, <laughs> and um, you know, I, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you explain it, but I I, I kind of want you to hear also, like um, uh, and I'm sure you hear it all the time, but I I want you to hear like from me at least, like why it's a big deal for me. It's because it's our people showcasing
1: yeah.
0: our culture. Yeah,
1: definitely. You know,
0: uh, and I mean. Aside from the fact a woman of color, aside from the fact a woman who grew up in in these neighborhoods in L.A., mm-hmm. but really like you're fucking such a a cool steward of right steward I think it is <laughs> um, of of our culture our people and our community.
1: Thank you. Yeah, that yeah. means a lot. <laughs> yeah.
0: So let me get that out of the way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Yeah.
0: Um, what? Uh, Hello, stranger. So I'll start with that. Okay. Yeah. Um, because I know there's more to it too and I want you to mm-hmm. be able to get into like the nonprofit stuff and everything of but course. but how how did it kind of come about or or and, and what does it mean what does that mean
1: Definitely I I think um initially and it goes back to like a a story I mean we'll start with the story I was a younger sister who lost a brother mm-hmm. and when he passed away I really didn't know how to channel my grief mm-hmm. I was dealing with a lot outside of just even dealing with his loss and then going into the burial and then going into the, um, you know, where I wanted to have a memorial from him that really allowed his friends and family and people that he worked with over the years within his, uh, you know, concert expertise to be able to showcase a smaller concert for him and really give him a standoff. so I went through the process of that, and it was really, uh, I didn't really get a chance to mourn yeah. because it was just kind of like, okay, just go straight into now booking a show. Okay. Not the kind of show I ever wanted to book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, old <laughs> but, then,
0: how old were you when your brother passed?
1: Um, I was pr- probably going on 30, 31. Okay. Yeah.
0: But why, why was it like, even like, Oh, let's do a show like for you because I kind of feel there's a little bit of a backstory to that like definitely like like he he was a promoter (laughs) Mm -hmm. he was like uh, in the community in the
1: community he also was a a member of victory outreach over time and stuff because like most uh, I don't want to say most but it just feels like that way where um, we grow up in certain areas of um, Los Angeles and different different areas of course but with our upbringing, you know, my brother also had gotten into and played with a little bit of the wrong side of the law. Yeah, and yeah. when he and came... You grew up in Sereno. Your yeah, totally Sereno. grew up in yeah. Sereno. I love yeah. my city so yeah. much. And I love it. I kind of it. want to purposely throw it out there. <laughs> yeah. You know, because for
0: LA heads or for, you know, Southern California, Sereno is one of those... It's one of those barrios that it's like, you don't hear about it too much. Mm -hmm. It's Northeast LA, considered Northeast LA. I grew up right on the cuff of Sereno, so I know exactly what it's like. You and I kind of talked a little bit about growing up there and how rough it was. Yeah, there's so many
1: many different things, so many different gangs, so many different territories, and so many different beautiful areas, and um, so many different hills to run up, so many different, you know... uh, You know people to meet i I love the city i love everything down to my tamale man everything down to like the elote guy everything down to the honey man on huntington drive Mm -hmm. you know these are all just people that are part of our normal everyday lives and stuff as is like every part of our community and gangs included you know so we had to really i had a big family growing up there was a lot of siblings and we you know my parents did their very, very best to keep us occupied in as many things as possible, yeah. hobbies, sports especially. Yeah. So okay. it was kind of like if we wanted to have a hobby, that was cool, but you also had to do sports, do sports and stuff. Too, yeah. So <laughs> uh, I had a little bit of that. Yeah. And my parents had, to, there was a good amount of kids to the point where like the age gap also was very wow. heavy. So where I had siblings that were 20 years uh-huh. my elder, uh-huh. you know, wow. Um, wow. And then all the way, you know, How down to- um, I have nine siblings, you so nine it would siblings. be five uh-huh. boys and five girls. Okay. My parents, my father um, had a previous marriage with okay. um, two, three children, and okay. Um, okay. then him and my mother had met, and then they went on to have seven children, uh, two of oh, those uh-huh. pregnancies being twins, and, and so I have Himilla. twin brothers. Yeah. You're a yeah. You're a twin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah. Right. My twin sister is Audrey, and you know we're, we've always just been sewn at the hip for the most part until we got little older in age and then she moved out of state oh, but we okay. we still rock yeah. it you know the whole telepathy thing that, that works okay no. <laughs> so so your
0: brother passes away and you and it's mm-hmm. crazy to me because it's like who thinks of like alright let's throw a show yeah like who thinks like for me honestly I'll be like um I mean I get it you yeah. know I get why you're like this is a real honor a real ode to him a real like memorial for him because he would have wanted it that Clearly. way you know what I mean but you fucking like you you hit the ground running and be like, oh, let's throw a show, let's yeah. do that. Yeah,
1: and once again, I'm pretty sure that that's not the normal thing that people think right, right away, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I was also in a position, unfortunately, where we weren't in, um, able to bury him right away due to um, circumstance okay. and paperwork. Okay, okay, And so because I knew that that was going to take a, a few weeks you. longer, oh, wow. I um, had received a call from my brother's um, former pastor, yeah. and he was like, hey, you know, we're opening up this beautiful Victory Outreach amphitheater yeah. um, it's the seating and it's mm-hmm. gonna be you know really really it's like gonna be the their newest most beautiful um, endeavor yet okay. and they had offered the space for a concert if we wanted oh, to wow. do a memorial yeah. and so, so I was like it. okay
0: you, so <laughs> I get it now now it makes a lot more sense when you're like we weren't able to do like right away usually someone mm-hmm. passes away very soon after yeah you know you have the memorial you have the, the relaciones you have the the burial right mm-hmm. so I get it now that you're like well we didn't really get that chance yeah so this was a way for us to collectively come together it, it
1: was a it was a reason to bring um, friends and family together musicians alike that he had an artist that he had worked with and community leaders along with the youth that he was um, okay. helping with mentoring, you know mentoring wow. creating skate parks wow. and doing all that around um, la and a lot of it within the district 14 area Michael Romero. Michael Romero Michael yeah and he right. was um he he had a lot of that like friendly pull you know yeah. within uh the community and wasn't afraid to throw the car shows and wasn't afraid to right. invite the artists and right, stuff right, right, to come right. out and yeah. I thought that that was a really big thing and so it was very it was an impactful loss within our community um and all it really did was bring me closer to the music scene because at that okay. point it was like these people are so loving and so willing to dedicate their time and, you know, sing some songs for our our family and to yeah. him and, wow. uh, you know, and I worked with Rocky Padilla on oh, that nice. show and nice. he was able, then nice. we had Brenton Wood, we had oh, some wow. members of Slice, and Wicked oh, shit. Okay. and I think there was like a moment a very sincere moment that I had to realize that I didn't really like, even though like, yes, of course I was mourning my brother, but during the concert, it didn't really like take place it was yeah. like I was so busy right. running the show, and you know, and there was one point within the memorial that I remember just being at the very back and watching everyone in the front enjoying the concert. But I'm at the back of the auditorium, yeah. and I just remember being on the headset and saying cue slice slick and wicked" because uh-huh. they were the last performers of that. And <laughs> so I rad. think in that moment so was rad. the first time at that day that I took off my headset and I cried yeah because I was like, "Okay, okay it's done."
0: <laughs> it, and again, it was important for me to bring up. Your brother, oh yeah, and, and his name mm-hmm. and his memory like because anybody could fucking come in and write an article or do a fucking you know what i mean yeah, completely. But for, for me to be like let's get real personal with it and honor that memory oh and, yeah and, and honestly i see it as like um piece of your puzzle that was like i'm gonna go do this
1: for my community completely yeah. well and yeah and i think the story goes from there so yeah. you tell me when oh, okay so tell me I'm about hello stranger then how did cool. that come like, <laughs> how, yeah you know what i mean like
0: how did how were you like this is what i want to do
1: oh my god this is gonna sound so weird but i am um, after my brother had passed away i decided that i needed to leave so um i had quit a very beautiful job <laughs> managing um a very beautiful rooftop in okay. downtown la nice. and i um decided wow. to to do something it, it was almost like it kicked you into the gear you know um i always think about that whole thing where what was it there was a it, it's like you have to do it now okay. you know right. because you right. never know what time you have and once yeah. I realized that with yeah. my brother, I was just like, you know, what, like family yeah. is yeah. everything. Yeah. I need to like carry him yeah. working six nights a week for a company that doesn't really, you know, yeah. like yeah, they all although be it good a good company to me just wasn't it wasn't creating any form of longevity for myself okay. or my family and stuff. I I felt more like the token hire of the female oh, okay. Latina, yeah. you know. Working all these, like, late nights until 3, 4 in the morning and stuff. which And not having time, not being able to be there when, you know, you're getting the call that your brother just passed away. And I think that it was just so impactful to me that I was like, I'm going to leave. And so I gave a month's notice. Did you know
0: at the time, like, I'm going to leave, but I'm going to go do this?
1: No, I think I just was like, I I knew that I was my brother's... um, I knew that my brother had uh, handed it down had, to you, right? Yeah, handed yeah, it down I feel to that. me. I like, feel that. It was just one of those like, where here's I was like, like,
0: now it's on you. I, right? I didn't
1: know what I was going to do. I just knew that I needed to stop doing what I was doing then. Okay. And so I gave in, gave my notice. And I gave like a month's notice. And um, I remember I gave a month's notice. And then the, the day after that, I had my brother's memorial. Um, and right after my brother's memorial, I drove to LAX. Okay. And I just, I looked for the farthest flight that I can find okay. and I just took off with a backpack and that was it. And I told myself just be gone for a couple months Get clear your head. And I came back about a year later <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> of just traveling around the world no, and allowing that. like popping into different airports and getting to one place and visiting friends in different parts. And okay. I decided to do something where I went to areas that I was not comfortable with. Like I went very deep into Southeast Asia. I went Whoa. into Vietnam. I went into Indonesia, um, Singapore, philippines oh, like wow. these are all places that i was so yeah. like oh my god Whoa. what the hell am i i had no yeah. real reason you to really be there left that. yeah you left, left, like, I, I left my my complete like comfort zone you Whoa. know like it was and it was really really one of those where i'm like okay and i just started to feel a little bit more okay with traveling and seeing how far the dollar can reach like okay you know, on a daily or whatever, you can Where's live off your- of $3 a day and stuff, oh. and you're just like, okay, well, this isn't as bad, and I'm on a tropical where, like, beach where' here. Where are your family from? They're all from, Um, so my father's from Mexico City, D- okay. Durango, um, okay. and then my mother's, uh, I'm sorry, my mother's, um, actually, both of the families kind of date back to Durango area okay. and stuff, uh-huh. but then my mom grew up out here, and my dad's right. first gener- generation oh, here, uh-huh. oh, okay. yeah, so, uh-huh. and then my mother, um, definitely, I think she was more like second, third generation. Actually, okay. I, so I believe both second. Mexican. Uh, yes, uh-huh. okay. both are Mexican American. And, I only, and I only ask
0: because I'm like, you literally said I'm not just like going to Mexico. I'm not yeah. just going to the U. S. Mm-hmm. You said like, oh, I'm going to like Philippines. And I'm yeah, it was
1: scary and far. And also, I did that too because of my parents, because they never traveled outside of the of Mexico in the U. S. Uh, my parents never took flights anywhere. If we did our, any of our family vacations, they were always very locally done. A lot of camping, right. a lot oh. of Vegas, oh, a yeah, lot of yeah, Laughlin, yeah. like yeah, yeah, where yeah. we can drive. A lot of Tijuana, Rosarito, yeah. Ensenada. So you, you know, went, mm-hmm.
0: got lost. and this
1: just was like. I think it was also the amount of pressure that oh. I had received of okay. like just during the funeral okay. and and having to do that because having nine siblings, but you know, then you get this note like your brother wants you to do to it, do and it. you're like. So oh. it, was a legit, it was a legit, like, <laughs> yeah. no, it
0: was a legit, no. Yeah,
1: like, it was that. And it was, uh, it, and it was hard. And even cool. just the thought of, like, dealing with everything else after all his personal estate and right, all that stuff. Right. Like, I had to grow up, like, really, really quick, quick, you know, yeah. even though I was in my 30s, like, it was not, uh, I'm sorry. It was, yeah, it, it just wasn't something that people show you how to do, yeah. you know. But and then you, you have all these Angela, people. Why
0: you? Why did he, like, say, like, she's the one? Because, I, mean, because, I just know over time it was us. now, like, I see it, mm-hmm. and he was right.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. now
0: I, I see it being here in your spot, mm-hmm. here in little Tokyo, Hello Stranger here, about to, like, blow the fuck up, right?
1: <laughs> I really cool. feel like
0: he was absolutely right.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I'm humbled by it. I also was mad at him yeah. because I was just, like, it just felt like a burden I personally wasn't ready for. But who the who's gonna be ready, you know, to be quite honest. And um, I, so, yeah, the traveling was really just my time to do that, to be able to to get away for a second and not be able to like, I guess you can say, he was just, it was driving me, you know, in a sense, because I didn't know how to deal with the grief. And so I realized then in that moment, well, probably a little further down in my time of traveling that I was a runner. You know, like I was like, okay, I don't want to be in this conflict. So, um, I wanted, I'm, split. I'm out. You know, yeah, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, and
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I know those people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, they're gone. And
1: I had yeah. that. Uh, I had that. Like one, once I started to realize that, it really started to change my mentality of how I was going to to make my life different when I came back. Yeah. And I think that by me staying out there a little bit longer was still a form of me avoiding it. Right. You know, okay. it was still a okay. form of me just being like, yeah, OK, okay I'm not going to, you know, yeah. um, I'm not going to come one. back right away. Like, right. because especially I think it was such so mind boggling to me to be able to go out and see the world, uh, especially third world countries and right. stuff and see how they live and see right. how how. Um, so much more involved in family that they are like everywhere else and stuff like everyone right. just helps each other just right. it, it Made the US feel different to me, okay. you know, not that I'm not appreciative of oh, where yeah. I'm born, but at the same time I was like, okay There's so much more community involved like a child is born the community helps raise it, you know There's education all yeah. of that.
0: I remember this quote that was like a form to fight racism X out racism is travel and i've always thought that and i always kind of instill that to my kids wow. too like hey let's go out let's yeah go out of our comfort zone let's go out of our hood let's go out like mm-hmm. let's go out like it's important for me and then i i push them like even my daughter i'm like you know, where are you gonna go this summer? Like mm-hmm. and she's like, I don't know, Peru or something I'm like, Go, yeah. just go. Like yeah, that's worry about it later, you know what I mean? Yeah, and we don't so. get
1: that push. well at the time my family we didn't really have that push. Really? It was yeah, like, neither, yeah. me, me neither, I think yeah. even just coming up then and um during the time frame that we did, you know, I was born in eighty one and the whole idea of like by the time we're getting to that early 90s and the way that west coast was and the elements of like everything between hip hop and east coast west coast rappers and all all that yeah. I really really embodied that because of the the music and the community that I was used to so my brother brought this old school community to me this feeling of just like OGs and like yeah. and I think it was also a level of respect right, you know right, that right. I I think was starting to be lost in so many different ways you know whether it be through community and family and so I got a chance to really open up my eyes when I went to these um, and traveled Mm -hmm. and then I decided to come home and when I came home I actually had a had called up a very dear friend of mine um, Demetrius Demetrius May Uh and I had asked him to you know I think it was one of those like hey let's meet up and I remember we met up at a park Uh and I was like I want to do this this is like it took me a 21-hour a plane ride did home you, to realize you, that like I'm gonna create something, something that's based off of you know that feeling of familia that feeling of on a Sunday afternoon yeah. and stuff like how do I embody that into a space right. that, um that is also gonna incorporate food and cocktails right. and possibly like community right. events it's like well, what's the most welcoming thing? So I had I was with him and we were talking and brainstorming and he was hearing about my trip and then most importantly he was letting me talk about what I wanted to create because okay. he was creative, you know, yeah, he is okay. a creative artist yeah. and I was like, I really would love for you to help me kind of like, I, w- I want to do this, yeah. I need something that's going to be welcoming yeah. and I remember that whole day we were just singing songs and kind of toying around with names because yeah. I said that I wanted the song, the the music and to okay. relate to the name of the space, you okay. know, so we kept going back and forth yeah. on so many different beautiful things. And were things. you guys just talking about oldies? Yeah, were you like, we were. Oh, it was it was 80s, 80s, oldies, 90s, a little bit funk. Um, funk, no, yeah. more so like the freestyle and funk, um, okay. oldies freestyle funk. Okay. okay, so you guys funk.
0: were kind of. Yeah, yeah there okay. were several
1: names that yeah. it, this this could have uh-huh. been, but Hello Stranger uh-huh. had the most. Fitting. It, it was just the most fitting no matter okay, what uh-huh. you know we went back to the you know then then I so
0: this place could have been together baby or something <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah there's there's funny yep. and it, it's so funny because recently I found that list and I won't say what oh, they would have okay. been because I kind of want to make a cocktail program <laughs> off of it okay, So right, cool. eventually in the future um <laughs> but Nice. I, uh, yeah i just thought that hello, hello stranger, stranger you know we were yeah. listening to the slower version oh, okay. with the capitals oh, okay, and then yeah. i played the other version yeah. with um then there was there was three versions uh, that oh, okay. i had played back to back and the capitals and then barbara lewis's version yeah, barbara of course the yeah, 1963 yeah. the one that that's made the one it that, the most I, famous for me it's
0: like oh like that's it that's yeah. the one you know what I mean? exactly like, yeah. and, and, and what
1: that was the same to. i and then there was also brown sugar's version of oh, okay uh hello stranger that was more of a, kind of like an upbeat okay. um real like rock steady like a little okay. bit of had a little bit of like double style like, to it well i was like well wow, three three of uh, versions versions of this songs really created it such a different style nice. and then i was like well that's what it should be yeah. you know like the space should really be able to highlight different styles of music because the capitals was softer Barbara Lewis brought it to a delicacy of right, like, you know, like right. just, just like a love letter. Almost, yeah, you know? uh, yeah, like a, totally. a lady um, passing you her note on on a totally. napkin and yeah. at the Cotton Club, you know, yeah. it just had this feel to it. So cool. And then the other version was a lot more with Brown Sugar was so much more like upbeat and had mm-hmm. that like, mm, like up yeah. kind of like yeah. hit to it. Yeah, yeah And all I could think about was like, this is every bit of the style of music that I want. And Hello Stranger felt like a at the time I had said it's like having it's like a handshake without a handshake. Oh, Okay, right. You know, and and when it came time, which is years later, of course, going through COVID, I remember just even thinking back on that and I was just like, handshake without a handshake. Like right now, don't nobody want to touch nobody's hands, you know, like well, this kind of feels (laughs) a little real. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay.
0: So um, between then and now, Mm -hmm. like I know I've been following a lot of the stuff you do. I've been like, yeah, I wish like, you know, I wish I wish we would have done this a lot sooner almost you know but it's good because i really want to highlight what's happening here what's happening now what you're accomplishing now Mm -hmm. so i want to talk about this space and what it means to me and i've and i've shared this with you thank you you know we we came here we automatically my wife and i we automatically felt like one at home Mm
2: -hmm.
0: welcomed and then it was like every time we turned we're like oh i even even before we, we we um met up with you I was telling her, like, oh, check out that peacock. Oh, check out the diamond tuck. Oh, check out, like, so Mm -hmm. she, her, both her and I were very much like, dude, this is so dope. Like, everything here is so rad, so um, representative of our life, our family, our culture, and everything. So this is huge. Thank you. what, What you're doing here. Tell me a little bit about here and, um, and yeah like how it how it, it happened like where it's going mm-hmm. you know and 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 how can people like support it show up and support you and everything you do and then <laughs> and then yeah so yeah
1: wonderful I mean um I mean how it started uh, outside of that wonderful meeting in the park I I had brought uh Demetrius on and I said hey this is it's it's gonna be Hello Stranger, now let's rock a brand. Like, let's get the brand out there before we actually create the brick and mortar nice. so that we're able to get a buzz going. Cause nice. I want Hello Stranger to be able to be a feeling, you That's know, something good. where it's like, oh, you know that if Hello Stranger's doing an event here, if we're doing a pop-up here or a concert here, or just chilling in the park with portable record players here, you know, you're yeah. gonna get that feeling that yeah. I'm hoping that you're yes. talking about yeah. with you and your wife coming yeah. in um, this last weekend. Yeah. It really is that I wanted it to not only be a safe space, um, but and one that where people felt welcomed. Like my whole idea and the whole epitome of Hello Stranger is really an open dance floor, one where we can all come together and be the melting pot that we are within this city. You know, it's really about not having that fear and not having those color lines, not having that homophobia, the stuff that really puts us puts us at odds with each other but in the end if there's one thing that I believe especially with the pandemic I really felt like there was a form of unity you know that really came about and I think there was also a mutual understanding that it's not you know music it's uh, I think it really does drive us within our communities. It brings us the good times and it helps us through the bad times. You know, and I've always said that oldies and um, like that lowrider soul, it taught me more than fairy tales could have because it was so much more relatable. It was like, Oh my God, Diana Ross is only yeah. writing about heartache. I swear, every Diana Ross song when I was growing up, I was like, she's getting like her heart broken every All other week. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. crazy. I know, um, but I was there for it though. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I'm here for it, Diana. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm here for the Supremes, Mary Wells. Oh Rose. my goodness,
0: like, I'm here for it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it didn't hit me till later. Like, I rebelled. I was telling, um, I was telling Jesse last night. I was telling, um, like, dude. I rebelled against a lot of that stuff. Like yeah. I grew up in a home where there were Lowrider magazines on the coffee table, there was like Mary <laughs> Wells on the records and I was like, Ah dude, I'm trying to get with some bad religion. I'm trying oh, to get with some crash, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and later on when I grew up I love that yeah, later on when I grew up I was like, Yeah, like that that was home. That yeah. was like and now I'm like, yeah, like and so that's why I appreciate a lot of, of everything you um, do yeah, here. Thank you, know. you yeah. Um that that countertop
1: yes like there's no i'm
0: sorry like every every time every time i i I check in with you i'm gonna be like you know uh, how's that doing doing? you know do you need me to come over and wax it or anything like tell us about that countertop
1: the the countertop is a it's really an extension of hello stranger because i knew um once I solidified the space here that this space was going to be home for as long as I'm able to hold on to it that's what what my goal was so how did I flip this into the epitome of home and I remember bringing in people and there was designers that like you need to go this way you need to go this route everything needs to be strategic like one color pattern I was just like that doesn't even feel like yeah, yeah. like my family that right. doesn't even feel like I'm I'm dead serious you know we we grew up making our own antennas out of foil. Yeah, we yeah, grew yeah, up right. you know like painting the bottom of our you know trees with right. white paint yeah, yeah, so yeah. that the ants wouldn't crawl right. up and eat the fruit. you know like and I just thought about like the amount of, of color that was involved in mix mix and matching and stuff yeah. and you know not having real curtains in certain parts yeah. of your home. And right. I was just like, you know what like I can't shield that the fact that we as like, like you know from whatever level of society we come from we as chicanos in general are a very colorful (laughs) you know group and down to i was starting to relate the color patterns you know i was like i want to be more like mexico city i want to be like the homes that you see off of the interstate that are so multicolored. yes i want to be like a candy colored car i want to be like a lowrider all right and then i just kept thinking like well you know if i take the design to that and and um the more and more i kept going back and forth with the designer we were just like how intricate can we get with that so okay. we decided to you so know really piece, take it to a different level <laughs> that
0: was a piece that you already had in your head like this no that actually no, no, piece, I, mean, um, I mean as far as the the, the bar yeah the bar is a bar did you already feel like that has the bar has to set everything off the bar has to be like the pivotal point you know what I mean yeah did you know, no did you um, at the time, time I didn't no? okay. I
1: decided the bar was actually the last thing that I designed because okay. um, I was so torn between trying to create that downtown LA modern look that was gonna bring oh, all you know okay. the people and all the bar scene that's gonna be like oh my god what? like look at this bar top it's so well uh-huh. but I knew I wasn't the styles and the designs that we were going for in the beginning, I, it was just more of a, like, wow, it needs to be something else that pops. And I remember Demetrius telling me that, like, when it hits you, it's going to hit you. Okay. And I uh, I started to actually, like, do all the art within the space and work with different female artists and okay. different local L.A. artists and stuff to be able to highlight, you know, different parts of, like, the culture, whether it be, like, you know, the, fo- the photos to stay in my corner or, like, the uh, – the our lady of guadalupe which yeah. the yeah. the outline and yeah. working on that with right. el punk you know punk, yeah um i reached out to mexikic because i was also working with another artist okay. and i was like i need to do something that's really reflective to the low rider scene because um outside of the seating areas and every area in the space being themed after a different song huh I wanted the bar to hit, but I also wanted it to be feminine, okay. you know, in yeah. a sense. And I was like, well, what's feminine enough, but still masculine enough that uh-huh. it kind of like hits on both, both yeah. areas. And yeah. all I can think about, I was like, well, why don't I just reflect it to what I call the fairest lowrider in all the land. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, man, Gypsy Rose, <laughs> yeah, Gypsy Rose, like that, uh-huh. that, that's it. And I made it a point as soon as I had the idea to call the family and I mean, literally just ask their permission yeah, because right, this sure. was also another level of respect sure. yeah, that I wanted sure. to portray. It's yeah. like, I wouldn't do anything with right. anyone without checking, without in, yeah. checking uh-huh. in. And, and I think that's our that's, way, though. Yeah, really, and that gets way. lost in the yeah, scene, yeah, yeah. you know? Right, it's kind of sure. like, oh, yeah. no, like, I put it up you first. and you feel it, too. That, no. now,
0: I feel it when I go to places and I'm like, oh, these guys aren't about it. Yeah. No. These people aren't about it. Like, I feel it, you know what I mean? And again, like, I'm so happy that you... That you did. I mean, it's it's so impressive that you're like, oh, I went out of my way and hit them up.
2: Yeah. Instead of
0: being it, like, oh, they need to come see me or they need to talk to me. Like, dude, when when it's like that, it's yeah. so fucking rad. But yeah, yeah, so the concept of Gypsy Rose just hit you. Like-
1: yeah, it really it really did. I wanted something that was going to be complementing the you know the colors. I wanted something that's that screamed a level of femininity, but at the same time was so well respected and i thought um as hello stranger in itself not only the brand but even this actual space this full-on brick and mortar as much as this is my a form of my grief i wanted to allow the different artists that i brought in to be allowed like some form of homage towards either their grief or the grief of the family and the valadez family just really um they they just inspire me in so many ways, yeah, right. you know, because they really wanted to bring a level of low riding back to what the family, um, you know, time could be. That time without a scene, because even though I grew up in areas of the hood and stuff, that like right. you know, and I we we all run with what we run, and it's what right. shapes us over time. And I really, really just wanted Hello Stranger to be that that feeling of on a Sunday afternoon yes. at all yeah. times, you know, yeah. where it's kind of like that. Yeah. you know that feeling yeah, it's it more is. about the feeling yeah. and so i wanted I to bring an you, artist
0: like that i love that you like refer to that mm-hmm. often that you're yeah. like i wanted to feel like a sunday afternoon so, i wanted to feel like the yeah. family the community the culture the cars the music all that the fucking the you know the grill all of that thing. yeah so i um uh, let me tell you I, I, you <laughs> probably get it all the time like oh yeah you tell me what you felt about it right uh, um but I I like fucking nerded out on it.
2: Okay. Oh, like, yeah, as a lowrider,
0: <laughs> yeah. like historian, mm-hmm. like right. Yeah. And I was like, dude, those flowers are like Walt Pray's Prince Stripe. The color is like spot on. Um, there, I uh, you know, I, uh, there's like three different versions of the Gypsy Rose. that mm-hmm. were right, all yeah. of that. Like oh, like so. It, it to me honestly i'll tell you like i appreciated it a lot i i think the whole lowrider community and one other thing i wanted to say and i'm glad that you brought it up is like there is as macho and um i'm going to get pie shit for this but as macho <laughs> and and male dominated i guess you want to say lowriding is mm-hmm. or you know or or was or or people assume it to be um the cars that stick out are like these Cotton Caddy,
2: mm-hmm. Pink,
0: you know Pearl Jam, Riviera, uh, um, Gypsy Rose, mm-hmm. that were like had that real strong kind of feminine feel, but yet and and that might be the level of Lowrider. Like you might actually be get to that badass even even Armando's sixty five um, City of Angels just, just red on red, yeah. right? Okay, you might get to that level of a Lowrider, you know Builder, you know um, that you said. That you say, I'm gonna put out a car and it's gonna look so badass and it's gonna have that feminine touch of it, touch of it, but it'll blow every other car out. Like I think that's a certain level that guys get, Mm -hmm. you know, like they could pull it off. And when they pull it off, you're like, Oh, dude, cotton caddy. Yeah. Like you're just like, dude, like it's it's so it's so clean, it's so it's so badass, and somehow you were able to put roses all over your car and and be the baddest car out here. Completely.
1: Isn't that crazy? Yeah, Yeah. anyway, we took a lot of that design into, especially with Mexikich, I really, I, I reached out to Elrod because I had wanted her, I really wanted, a person who understood the car, and she so greatly respected the, the artist who had completed both, both Gypsy Roses. Yeah, uh, right. I mean, or just the fact that there was like longevity within the family to keep up the Gypsy Rose. Um, there's a beautiful, really beautiful um, documentary on PBS, and if you ever get a chance to see it on Gypsy Rose, it really does tell the full story of not only both Jesse Sr. and Jesse yeah, Jr. Jr. and stuff, but the the amount of love that the imperials in general had for keeping their events to the point of being like family friendly and safe and wanting to cruise the boulevard without you know some of the stuff that will come along with certain parts of cruising you know and you understand that there there was a level and there was a time where people were able to cruise and stuff and you know my dad would tell me that like you know like oh we would cruise a boulevard and stuff and like you can do you can do a snap and like a girl would walk over to the car yeah, yeah, and then yeah. the or the girls would like fl- flag the guys down yeah, and yeah. I just thought like wow wouldn't it be beautiful if we can go back to a time where we had that feeling again and it was like the like what the hop was like yeah. back in the day the great right. shows you know the right. the dinner in the show even right. and stuff yeah, and like yeah, even the banquets and stuff right completely yeah, yeah. and I I really think that that's a really that's a part of it. I don't want to be lost. I know that there's a form of music, and there's so much music that's out there right now, and I respect all of it. You know, I mean, everyone. It's very rare that you'll see me change a channel because even when music is bad, I still want to understand what the artist was trying to create oh, there. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I'll still listen in, and be like, huh, <laughs> huh, you know, and start yeah. to to get with Whoa, it. But okay. uh-huh. I want this space to really be a space that is bringing back that feeling. Okay. And where before the pandemic, I was like, okay, we're gonna rock beautiful shows. It's going to we're going to bring back that epitome of dinner in a show but during the pandemic my whole mentality switched because i i kept feeling personally like i need to do more mm-hmm. you know within the community and there's where that other side of my brother is popping up on me and i was like okay that had more of an influence on me than i had imagined because now it's i'm opening up in an area within little tokyo and downtown Olay that doesn't have the highest um you know uh like the highest household income because of the area that we're in we're we're literally adjacent to skid row so, really, yeah. so a big part of why i also chose to be in little tokyo was for two reasons number one i feel that i can personally make a larger impact within skid row if the closest I'm, i am to it my father grew oh, up on sixth and san pedro i'm oh, opening shit. on second oh, no in way. san pedro oh, wow. and yeah. at the time Sixth in san pedro was you yeah. know that was definitely more more ghetto but yeah. it was an area of which that my father, Bina Pachuco, was able to um, was able to afford like their families okay, gotcha. and stuff. So, and yeah. this was even before it was Skid Row, right. where it was wow. just a beautiful community that was next to Little Tokyo. Right. And within Little Tokyo, the whole area of Little Tokyo used to branch all the way out to Boyle Heights until, right. of course we had Pearl Harbor right. and then once Pearl Harbor came and then there was this huge roundup of all the Japanese American and less than eight hours, you know, given eight hours to pack your stuff, whatever you can fit in one bag, that's all you can take with you to yeah. internment camp. So the area around me became a ghost town yeah. and along with all the way up into that area of San Pedro. So my father growing up as a young kid lost like really like close wow. friends. Wow. Like they're all of a sudden taken from their homes yeah. and they're put at an internment camp at Santa Anita racetrack.
2: So, where
1: all of my shows eventually become a longer, a bigger story to where, why it's all laid out that way. Like, there is no, oh, I chose Santa Anita just because it was this, you Uh know. No, I chose Santa Anita because I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing back... I wanted people to know that we can take back our history. You know, it was a crappy time when Little Tokyo became a, you know, literally just a vacant area yeah. here. And everyone, all the Japanese are pulled into the internment camps. Right. But, um, and then there's nobody else here. It becomes literally, I'm sorry, literally yeah. Little Tokyo becomes a ghost town. Right. And so the only people that they would allow to even rent to Um, like rent to people would be like black musicians coming off the Chitlin circuit that were only looking for a night of um, boarding Uh, or uh a week of boarding and stuff. They would never let them go more than a month. So it was just one of these things where these black musicians now started to overtake Little Tokyo, but even with that, they weren't able to actually openly have a good time. They can't have their jute joints. They couldn't have any of their, like, you know, small speak. um, um, Well, they eventually actually turned into having speakeasies. So then this whole epitome of black um, jazz music and the whole Bronzeville area was born within Little Tokyo. Yeah. So now you have all these wonderful black musicians and you have I think it came on to years later and stuff that they decide that the Japanese can then go back, go back. into their neighborhoods and stuff yeah. and reclaim whichever wasn't taken. Right. And so then by then, you know, we have the city and we have certain officials that are like, "Well, what are we going to do with all these black musicians? Okay, let's feed them a little bit of heroin." Yeah. And right, then right. now there's a there's a growth and there're I think that people need to understand that the area that we're in within Little Tokyo was, you know, just like so many different parts of history and stuff, the the Japanese families were able to come back and rebuild whatever they could, but those black musicians off the Chitlin circuit that were away from home, that were given this heroin, eventually branched out into other smaller suburbs around, but it ended up being the mass majority of them left in Skid Row. And oh, now shit. to this day, we still currently have Skid Row. Right. So Skid Row mm-hmm. is really an epitome of like uh, us definitely. as a collective right. turning our backs onto what yeah. n- you know the needs that our community had needed at the time. And so, I feel like,
0: and I feel like downtown has that side of history with like the Zoot Suit Riots, uh-huh. with like the fucking the persecution of chicanos chicanas in the mm-hmm. sense of of all of that too mm-hmm. along boil heights um, right and it was such and it still is such a melting pot so when i when i come in this space like i feel all of that like i i okay. really feel that whole speakeasy like it's got even that vibe of like oh like you don't really know it's there until you walk in yeah. and when you walk in you're like this is home it's like that yeah, like, yeah. this is the place, right? Like I wanted, um, something. yeah,
1: even, <laughs> even even down to, like, uh, why I chose the concrete floors are, um, a part of also the design and, like, why the entrance will be the way it is and why I'm highlighting, like, different things from just the bar top in itself and even the chrome around the bar top, right. you know. Right. I really wanted it to be where people would be able to understand that, like, every space in here nothing's going to be the same so if you come to hello stranger and you only get a chance to sit at the bar you know that you can come back and then sit at in nice. the stay in my corner and that's yeah. going to be a whole totally different vibe you can yeah. come and sit and sweet thing it's going to be a totally different vibe so you're always constantly going to get to sit in an area and be like oh my god so yeah. i think even the next time you come back you'll have another oh i had no idea this was yes. your moment and stuff because i'm not going to stop you know okay <laughs> so that's it
0: so with that yes to all of that but then i also i felt too when i talked to you and you're like but check it out we have a kitchen where we're going to do workshops Mm -hmm. for our community completely we have a space where we're going to do like workshops for our community i have this nonprofit that i work with and doing that so again like when i when i came in and when i you know I, (laughs) I, i i was at hit the switches um but when I came here, I was like, "Dope, dope, dope," and then you're like that. But we're also doing that. And then it was like, "Okay, you just fucking like blew my <laughs> mind, right? Yeah, because that's me. Like that's, that's me. That's my family. That's my every like my my profession, my work, everything. It's always been community ran, community based. Yeah. And the fact that you're like cool, right? And I was like, "Yeah, fucking rad, right? Biscuit, <laughs> biscuit tuck." And you're like, "But check it out." we're also going to do like real, like, I'm going to open the space for community.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, um, I had started because originally when I had first signed the lease onto the space, I had thought to myself, like, yeah, we're going to bring that this music seven nights a week programming and then um, COVID hits. And it's the same thing where I'm just like, I felt like I could be doing more where I just realized that I had started the nonprofit years ago, but I I wasn't ready. I told myself like get the space open and then implement that after so that you can create programming. And it was uh, like everyone else, I had a lot more time on my hands during the, especially the beginning of the pandemic where I was like, no, we need, there are needs within the community now. And if I'm able to offer the space for that, like what are the needs immediate needs within my community? So definitely financial literacy is a huge thing to me. You know, like any getting anything having to do with homelessness and housing, um, mental illness, it it really is something that I think a lot of those programs had either stopped or was starting to fail during the beginning of the pandemic. Where I just told myself, like, I need to do more, and I I was lucky enough to have a group of people that continue to want to work with Hello Stranger and continue to want to really really push that part of, and I think that we all were extremely humbled by the fact of, you know, like the pandemic and what it does to families and the fact that we were still able to pull through during the pandemic because I was, it was like, Hey, let's be real. We're not going to throw any shows anytime soon. What can we, as a group of people, if you know, guys, I'm about to become a COVID compliance officer for events and I'm going to start doing this for the community. I'm going to start helping running testing sites, vaccination clinics, helping people understand like uh, how to do, you know, the simplest thing is filling out forms, you know, and I wasn't very, you know, it, to me, it was just like, this is just what I have to do. and Anyone who wants to get involved, please come with me. And then once we're able to start doing shows, we'll start doing them little by little. Yeah. So me, along with a group of homies and friends, we just literally put everything we could. And we started working with schools and vaccination sites, testing sites in the beginning. Wow. Um, and showing people how to mitigate like their events and stuff everything from like you know we were working in different you know from hawaii to vegas to la to um the city of hawaiian gardens and stuff where we linked with the imperials to to host a toy drive you know toy drive in the middle of a pandemic pandemic, it's like So we had to file. Um, I'm sorry, follow all precautionary right. measures and stuff. Right. And but you still did it. Though. And we still did it. But you yeah. Still did we gave it. away like I think it was 200 Christmas trees. Yeah. And I like love the that need. they do that. I support you know?
0: Imperials all the time that they do that. Yeah. But you know what? It was it was an impact to our community when they said, "Hey, you know those Sunday afternoons that you get together and mm-hmm. you." gonna be beat, and you get together, and you right, and you cruise, and all that. Well, yeah. you can't do that anymore because it's dangerous because COVID, right? Yeah. So it it really impacted our community and Completely. our people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I hear what you're. I hear that, and I and I feel it. And yeah, thanks for the good work. Your team is rad. <laughs> Thank Again, you, you know mm-hmm. the people I worked with, even from Hit the Switch, like really really great people, and I think they all are on the page with you. You know, and, yeah, and you're on the page with them, and everybody's like really. Really humble in a way, like, like hey, we it's bigger. This is bigger than us. Yeah, completely. You know? And that's what I really relate to, and I think that that's really you know. Uh, come
2: and to and
1: it took a lot of us. You know, it definitely was a team. We were we put it. We put hit the switches together. I think probably. We had that down and um, and up and running in less than two months. Wow! Because what we had wanted to do, you know, and what we brought through together, like outside of like the two months of like getting everything situated and stuff, and working with people and working with vendors and working with like, right. a, you know, like right. it, it's so it it was a very difficult thing to be able to express your vision, and to see it actually into flourishing. Right, but right, at right. the same time. Just knowing that we created so many of those beautiful job opportunities really? and stuff, and we worked with so many people that were able to be in it for all the right reasons, and then we have a couple of the people and stuff that I think their hearts were right, but when they, you know, I think over time you learn who is truly familia okay. and the ones that are truly understand the meaning of respect. Yeah, because those I feel that don't understand it or don't get it or have this ego and the selfish mind of like it was me who did this and it was i who did this it's like that whole idea of if there is no i in team and if you're already trying to rock that then like we're just not going to fox with you anymore and and stuff like weed out i mean that's the goal is you want to weed them out you know every once in a while people hang on like a thorn but at the same time you just want to be like hey i'm showing a level of respect here and stuff but i don't think I think that there's such a, an epitome of what, what is lost over the years and right. stuff. And I think that, and this isn't like even a millennial thing or a generation X thing. This is more of a, I think over time, um, Maybe it was also because our parents were a little bit harder on us and right. stuff. I think that we, there was always that, like, you know, you don't do this. You know, like the idea of respect really was a true uh, um, thing. You're going to have a conversation with somebody, you have a conversation yeah. with somebody. Yeah. But at the same time, once I started to realize that that was being lost, and even truly on our dance floors and stuff, you know, like everybody, like we all got yes. down with the scam yeah. and jam. Yeah. We all understand yeah, yeah. the bump and yeah. grind. Like we yeah. all had our, our thing. But I think that the, you know, the people that truly try to keep that alive and stuff, like we're doing it for the, the right reasons, you right. know. It's because there is a form of our culture that is getting lost to so many different things. And I think with, um, and plus on top of that, you add in technology, you add in metaverse you're going to be adding in um all of these wonderful you know sites where everybody all you have to do is create a profile and everyone's just supposed to understand that okay this is you this is you in a nutshell that's completely like not relevant to us because i think we're you know we need things that are tangible we need the handshakes we need the kisses we need to dance cheek to cheek you know and i think that the more that we as a society can continue to to like give an opportunity for people to do that and create a space for that, right. you know, create those those parties, those backyard boogies, those lowrider cruises, right. those sitting in the park on a Sunday afternoon right. vibes, you right. know. That's what is to me, is going to help us continue this form of our culture that eventually is going to get diluted. Like, it's almost, I think it was in the, about a year ago, something had came out on Fox News. And, I mean, not even to try to give them any claim, just by no, shutting so, out their yeah. name. But... Um, <laughs> I remember there's an uh, a story based off of, like, you know, like the lowriders being a male-dominant, mis- chauvinistic. Right. Like, the same thing. You right. know, like, oh, my God, these guys come. They right. rev their t- they rev right, their right. engines. Yeah, they're yeah. hopping. Uh-huh. They're loud music and uh-huh. stuff. They're creating a menace.
0: Yeah. And what they I, really want to say is they're rapists and killers. Oh, my God. They, they
1: wanted to go even further. <laughs> yeah, but right. the fact that we, as a society, was now, like, now they were trying to take a hit at us. Mm-hmm. And I remember being so... So, like, at first, I laughed it off. I was like, what right, the yeah, hell is yeah. this? Uh-huh. This is stupid. Right. And then after a couple of hours, I'm just kind of like, you know what? Like, this is a nationally, a na- like, a right. national, um, you know, uh, channel that right. is is literally talking down on everything we're doing. And right when I'm about to launch Hit the Switches, and all I can think of, all I could personally think of is why are they saying it's an all-male thing no,
2: and so yeah, i tripped out
1: i was like that yeah. like wait wait <laughs> girls don't ride either yeah, and right. i couldn't good. like after that aired and then i was like i just have to see the comments on this one yeah, and right. the, all the females that were chiming in like saying like oh honey you need a ride like i got you yeah. or like like you know it's not just a male scene like you right. know like we're not just there looking pretty although we look pretty yeah like right, we're right. still we're there not, riding yeah, we're uh-huh. hitting the switches just yeah, as much uh-huh. and i just remember going damn How many songs create, like, you know, like, what, what, how many songs that, like, are relevant, not just to Chicanos, but just within South LA, within East Coast and West Coast Mm -hmm. and stuff, like, what is irrelevant to all of us? And that's, like, where I get the names for my events. It's like, how can I relate this back to the song? And at this point, for this particular event, I was just like, you know what, like, like we need to hit the switch on these people. Yeah. Like, damn, we gotta damn, hit the switches. Go. We gotta we need hit, to hit, the hit the switches. Switch on these yeah. People. So and that's the thing. Damn. It's like hitting. And so yeah. I wanted hit the switches to really be relevant of that. It didn't matter what style of music you were cruising to, right. but everyone's uh-huh. gonna eventually. The hit metaphor that switch. of that is yeah, just gnarly. so completely. Good. And I mean, really good, yeah. I don't expect everyone to understand how no, deep no, I get no, into no, creating no, these no, events, no. but <laughs> I really do try to relate all my events back to music. Well, you there was no way. Like
0: I was there. Um, and I was there for all the days and it was like, there was no way that I could have been like, Oh, this got put on like in a couple months. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they must've worked on this for years. Honestly, it was so good. Together. My wife was roller skating in there. Okay. I was checking out, I was talking to my car homies, we we're checking out bands we're seeing like, oh, you know, uh, lighter shade of brown over here, these guys over here, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it was so good.
1: Yeah, and I, I wanted, and also too, uh, putting on a, a festival during a pandemic when right. even like weeks before the city was ready to even shut us down. Yeah. Because also too, the city of Arcadia was definitely like, hey, we just uh, saw yeah. this thing uh-huh. on Fox News yeah, about right, right, right. Yeah. being a menace. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, totally are we can like right away, like, okay, we can't have cars hopping. We got, like, so all of a sudden after that aired, I started getting all these, like, you can't do this, you can't Uh, do that, you have, and they, uh, Fox
0: News just told us what you guys do.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I mean, you know, you can imagine Santa Anita, you know, like, and they were all great, like, in in general and stuff but just the fact that I now had to calm some fires and stuff based off of some people who don't know shit about cruising, don't understand anything no. about the scene. You're like coming live from freaking Tennessee. Like this has nothing to do with our style no. over here, right. but you guys just needed a story. I right. get it. I get you, it. Co- you consider us yeah. filler. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. And I think that at that time they just wanted some form of a, re- a reaction from us For as sure. the scene. Yeah. And what they didn't expect was it was gonna be all females coming out. That's right. All females saying like, That's nah. Right. So so I remember people and girls right. going in their cars, cruising that day, and the hashtag Fox News nice. was just, like, there. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, represent, you know. And so really, Hello Stranger is not um, – it, it's, like, a huge thank you to those women who are getting behind that seat That's and so. stuff. Like, learning how to do – like, drive that three in a tree, yeah. learning how to back up your man. Like, you yeah. don't understand. You're handling, like – like a something that has taken a person a lifetime to build build, you know and that to me you know you can't just go on a car lot and buy that and a lot of people this day will start to do that like I'm hearing radio things of like you want to sell your old car Uh you know come here we'll give you top dollar and I'm like (laughs) damn dude like it never used to be like that but I think right now it's unfortunate, but fortunate the sense where I think our scene is trending to the way where we're trying so hard to hold on to it that we we want more people to come out. We want more people to understand the music. We want more people to understand the respect behind the scene. The reason why these car clubs are they they are their own individual families, you know, and they represent how they're going to represent. And of course, you have a travieso, a traviesa here and there and shit. But you know, it's it's almost like just having that cousin. Yeah, Yeah, you know. Exactly. So we
0: got the home, you know mm-hmm. thank you for being a steward to that though. oh yeah i, wanna no, say I that. appreciate yeah, that i really like, want to say that from somebody who's been low riding again all my fucking life and my parents and everything thank you for being the voice of it thank you for being a steward of it yeah i much rather have you and my <laughs> sisters in our in our community do that
1: yeah you I know? appreciate because that.
0: because you're right um it 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 never even started even if we go back to zootude it never even started with just ma- males mm-hmm. it yeah. didn't it didn't fucking start with that yeah. and for us to be like this is a, a male thing this is a guy thing it's it's bs it's bullshit right yeah so i always love to see like uplifted um ganalas uh, uplifted mm-hmm. sisters and so i appreciate that and i and and uh, for my sons and my daughter to see that and be like yeah like yeah. hey i'm going to sit back because they've got it you got it. You know. Yeah. All well, right. it's
1: going to be a collective of all of us. No, yeah, and I can't sure. wait to get yeah. them in here. You for know, sure. that's yeah, my sure. my whole thought of, of this and even why I also pushed through with the nonprofit is we, we really want to be... Like that helping hand, you know, like I think all of us in our lives become the Atlas and with the weight of the world on your shoulders and stuff. And I mean, I'm definitely like I'm holding up that world every day and I have no problem with continuing to add on to it as long as I can, you yeah, know, yeah. and I don't consider it a burden. It's just more of a like it's a way to uplift The world, you know, if like if we view it's almost like glass half empty, glass half full, and stuff. And I think that I have a lot of bad days, and I know everyone has a lot of those bad days and stuff. And sometimes it's only really the music that will bring me back to it and stuff. It's like, you know, like even whether you're going through a breakup and you're listening to that one that's just gonna let you cry, or you're going through a you know, a great time with your girls and it's all of a sudden cool and the gang's like yeah, yeah, coming yeah. on uh, and you're just I mean, like, Tita Ah Marie. yeah, you know what I Like yeah. that upbeat feeling. Yeah. I want every every um, event that I do to have that. Okay. And I, I really think that What if I'm going to continue wanting to do these events that are going to be for the community, then there has to be a purpose behind it. And the nonprofit, really, the Hello Stranger Foundation is really, truly that I want to teach job skills within our kitchen. Um, I really, really do look up to and I have the like the sincerest, like love for homeboy industries and yeah. what what um, father boyle does yeah. within the community yeah. along with you know teaching going on more of the prison reform portion yeah. of it yeah. and stuff, you know, like we've all had those the reason why there are concrete floors in here is because I wanted it I wanted it subconsciously to be reminiscent of the yard. Mm-hmm. You know, like I wanted yeah. people to know that we can take back something as simple right. as that concrete and right. stuff and turn it into something beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. You know and, and it is it is and you. You. it belongs to us. Yes, exactly. How can,
0: How can we hear more about the space where can we hear more about the space where can when can people start coming in yeah
1: I mean as of right now we're doing um, private events and stuff um, yeah. we I what I really want to do is kind of uh, allow the community to come in first and to okay. host a lot of different community events okay. first before we actually open to the public so that people can also see and how the space is going to be utilized from um, ongoing Good. Good. so my goal is the end of May that okay. we start to do some larger portions and start allowing like the public in and what we're going to do with that. In, in the meantime, we'll have a couple of different smaller events that are really going to highlight different um, scenes. It's almost as if, like, in, hi- in uh, oh. hip-hop, you know, you can highlight every element. Uh-huh. But this place, I want to do the same. But if those elements can be based off of community, food and beverage, Good. you know, okay. financial literacy, right uh, job skill building, right and, of course, like, even community cleanups. Uh, so my whole idea is to take what we created for our foundation and those elements that are based on community and really utilize the space First, firsthand that because we also want to show our respects within Little Tokyo and let them know that we're not just going to be a nightclub that's opening right, up. Right, right. We're going to be one that understands that we are surrounded by senior centers here and yeah. we want to make sure that those seniors not only are housed but they are fed. Yeah. And how do we get them to feel comfortable enough with a person like myself or a person of color coming to them and delivering food? So we have to do that outreach now right which on. is why I started on that years ago because we really want to showcase that like we Our family, like, you know, we're just an extended form of it, it. you know.
0: Good. Okay. In the meantime, we're going to follow the pages. We're going to check out the websites. Yes, please. uh, And do check out
1: um, Hello Stranger LA. That is our Instagram. Um, A big part of why Hello Stranger is what it is right now is also, too, we did go through a trademark lawsuit Mm -hmm. a few years ago where I held a trademark for Hello Stranger because you know, for something told me in the back of my head, yeah, like, girl, you better yeah. do this. And stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you better make I it, legit, did it. Yeah. Somebody's
0: going to trip. And man. it was
1: totally, it, and it was like, and can be honest with you, it costs thousands of dollars yeah. to trademark something. It's uh, definitely a big time frame. But while I was going through that in the beginning, there was another bar that had opened right, up right. Um, in Oakland and right. had had was like, hey, we opened before you. We're going to take your name. Sure you And would I would. was like, oh. <laughs> and they yeah. didn't care and they yeah, right, right, said right, it they right. did not care right. about the story of my yeah. brother they yeah, did not yeah, yeah. care about yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. like the level of yeah, disrespect cool. that was uh-huh. the one thing that i learned out of that it's like because i can't just go to an uncle and be like yo take care of this boy from mm-hmm. me," or whatever yeah, right, you right. can't just go to a family member and say like you mm-hmm. know like these people are like yeah, not yeah, yeah. it I've was like i had to personally level up in like nice. the business portion of it which and i it's like So much of you wants to go back to what you're used to, but I'm like, hey, if I'm going to be that leader within this, I have to go the right way. And the right way is, is costly. It's, it's it's costly. It's, um, going to create, you know, like animosity between artists. It's going to create like, now you're fighting for something where Mm -hmm. I'm fighting for something that was a name that is like means so much to me and has so much in within my family roots and they're fighting for it. For the reason of it saying, cool. well, they, they yeah. said that it was like saying hello or goodbye, and you can't own the term hello or goodbye. Oh, oh, that was you. their got argument. You. Okay. And that whereas is, mine was like, yeah. was they, like didn't they didn't care about my brother's story. They didn't care about like the community involvement right. of it. They just were like, hey, yeah, we opened before you, kind okay. of thing. Yeah. And I was just so taken aback, and I was like, you know, you, you can't. I I created something. Because this was all community based right. and stuff, and they, I knew in my head like you guys are not going to be anything no, like what no we way. rock and no stuff. Way. No way. And I mean, obviously, then I come through and we go through the that, and you know, and of of course, you know, and then so I kept my trademark. You yeah, know, good. it is Hello Stranger. It is trademark, trademark. to Los Angeles. Good. Like right. born and raised, I love right. that. Um, but at the same time you still have people that are like you know they're still going through it they're still utilizing the name even now they're still and now i've been so focused on just opening up the space to get this going that i can't even focus on the fact that that they're using our fonts again that they're using our you know where our shirts are relevant and saying like you know it seems like a mighty long time and they're they're literally putting that on their instagram now and and i'm just like i have no time for this but i just hope that people know that they have nothing to do with us right and we are we are here to represent um mm-hmm. the cultura that no matter how many different cultures we combine this is the melting pot of our city. The lowriders are the candy colors of what we represent as people, yeah. and I really want to hang on to that. So please, if ever in you know, don't get us confused with anyone in the Bay. Yeah, like, cool. that is what I consider to be the level of disrespect. Yeah. And what we are doing is just paying homage to our communities and the people that are in it. Cool. So. thank you so much.
2: Thank you.